This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you. What you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now, in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Rex and Teresa Legali wanted to ensure that their recent marriage would stand the test of time. Teresa was on her second marriage and Rex was on his third. And so what they did was they drew up a 16-page prenuptial agreement that specifies all the details of their marriage. Now, this was a little bit while back, but here are some of the details they specified. They said that they agreed to engage in healthy sex three to five times per week, that they would retire for the night at 11.30 p.m. and awake at 6.30 a.m. Rex was assigned the full responsibility for family leadership and decision-making. They had to live within a budget and pay cash for everything unless agreed to otherwise. That's in quotes, including a new home in the future, that they would leave nothing on the floor overnight unless packing for a trip to never drive any closer to another car than one car length per 10 miles per hour and never allow their fuel gauges to drop below the half tank mark. Under the terms of the agreement, Rex was to handle all finances and maintain the outside of the house. Teresa was in charge of household chores and shopping with the promise to, quote, work off a list every time she goes to the grocery store. Okay, now, does this sound a little bit crazy? It sounds a little bit crazy to me. Teresa said, and I quote, this is the plan that we think will keep us married for 50 or 60 years. Uh, my name is Kevin Conover. If, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Educate for Life. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, here in San Diego. And we're on every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. And tonight we're going to be talking about a fantastic subject, marriage, right? It's all around us. It's in the news all over the place. What is the impact of marriage on society? What is the impact of marriage on individuals? What does the Bible have to say about marriage? And my guest today is a very special guest from Family Life. His name is Hobby Howard. Hobby has been with Family Life for 20 years on staff. He's a missionary staff with crew, and uh, he's a mission uh, ministry representative for the Weekend to Remember. And uh, the Weekend to Remember is a fantastic event they put on all around the country where they, they bring uh, couples in, and some couples are on the brink of divorce. Some couples are having a great marriage and just want to make it better. And uh, Hobby, I just want to thank you so much for being on the air with oh, us today. I'm glad to be here. Fantastic. So, Hobby, uh, my question for you is this this couple here, Rex and Teresa, is that how you hold a marriage together? You got a 16 page prenuptial agreement? Well, that's the modern view of things, but that's not God's view. I mean, a biblical view is not is not that at all. In fact, it's designed. In fact, as you were reading that, I was thinking it sounds to me more like the 50 50 yeah. plan that a lot of people try to put you together. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Exactly. It's, yeah. And it's not that way. It's all about giving 100 percent each on each end. So. Yeah, that's that's so important. I've been reading the stats around the country, and what I feel like is that, um, according to the articles I've been reading, there's people kind of disengaging from one another. There seems to be uh, less people getting married and so forth. And do, what what is that? What is the reason for that, in your opinion, um, as far as in your 20 years of ministry with Family Life, are you seeing a change in the culture uh, uh, regarding their attitude toward marriage? Oh, without question. I, I think... I think to answer that question, I think you got to go back to the fact that so many people have grown up without a model. What is a godly marriage? What does a good marriage look like? Mm. And if you come from a divorced home or if you come from, uh, from a background that has all, the, all those issues, a blended family perhaps that has those issues in it, you're saying, why would I want to, why would I want to get involved in this? Why, why not, why not uh, do something that's going to be a little less painful. So they're coming up with all the alternatives as opposed to what a godly marriage looks like. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was uh, also reading that in 1970 is when uh, no-fault divorce was first introduced into the country. And so kind of the attitude, the shift in from commitment to more of a, hey, if this doesn't work out, I've got an escape clause here. Exactly. I can get out of it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so Hobby, can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself, how you got involved with family life, and then what family life is doing to try to hold marriages together and to support marriage in our culture? Well, 
my wife and I have, have come from a background. In fact, my wife and I, we, we consider ourselves first generation Christians. Mm. Our family, neither one of our families uh, were believers. Um, so, but, but we did have an intact nuclear family, as they like to call it here in the U.S. of A., of a, of a mom and a dad that stayed together, that they were committed all the way through. And they did pro- provide for us a model. And yet in the midst of that, all around us, we saw friends and family, different parts of the family that were, they were, they were having marital issues. I can remember uh, my wife's uh, brother-in-law who was really struggling and had a, got a divorce and how painful that was for us to see. Mm. We wanted to make a difference. So we actually attended a weekend to remember and attended an op, uh, a, a, a session where they offered, offered opportunities about joining the staff. And be involved in crusade, and that's where my wife and I got involved twenty years ago in wow, Fresno, California. Now, and at the time, you had not made a commitment to Christ as your savior. No, you no, had, I had. You we, had. No, we, okay. we we became, but we became a believers through through um, you know through her church and through a uh, youth program that I was involved in, uh, in both in high school. But I'm just what I'm saying is that we did not grow up in a godly home. Mm, okay, and so we had no model for that. That makes sense. Yeah. So did that really kind of flip your ideas about marriage, uh, you know, oh, around when you. Oh, there's I'm going to tell you what most people who come to the weekend to remember that the comment that we hear time and time again is I've never heard any of this stuff. Yeah. And yet it's it's taken straight out of God's word. But they keep saying, I've never heard a biblical blueprint for marriage and family. Well, that makes a lot of sense. In 1962, prayer was taken out of the public schools. 1963, the Bible was taken out of public schools. So we have generations now growing up mm-hmm. who literally have never opened the cracked open the Bible yes. and seen that uh, there's a blueprint here for how that marriage relationship is supposed to work. And everybody wants so desperately for it to work. Right, right. Um, so you're here in town in San Diego because of Weekend to Remember. You're the one that kind of it brings in volunteers, puts it all together and, and gets it all happening. It's happening here in La Jolla. And uh, what, what exactly is a weekend room? If, if somebody was like, well, what is that? And well, and is it for me? What, what would you say to them? It, it truly is a weekend to remember. It's, it's, it's not a, a program where you come and you're going to be in small groups and, and you're going to share your heart and all that stuff. It's a time for, for spouses to come together to an event and work on their marriage through, through great discussion from the speakers uh, as well as application projects that occur throughout the weekend where they can take what they've heard and then go try to apply it through the application projects that we do. It's an opportunity for folks to come and, and hear, th- hear a lot of things, like I said earlier, that they've never heard before. I mean, I mean, what does it look like to give a blessing in the midst of a, of a, of a marital fight? What's it look like to, to, uh, what's it look like to have n- the non 50, 50 relationship, which is what the, which is what the world tells us we should have as opposed to what God provides, what God says that we need to have, which is the 100%. We're both giving in the, uh, the full amount of, of effort. What's it look like to, uh, what, what's a man's role look like? What's a woman's role look like? I mean, I can't tell you. And it makes, it, I'm always amazed to hear the people who say, I never heard any of this before. Yeah. And yet a lot of people who do come to our events, even they, they're, they're going to churches. And yet they've not heard it before. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I uh, and I can speak from experience. I've been to the conference. I was just there a couple of weeks ago to the one up in Monterey. Mm-hmm. We didn't go to the one here because we didn't we were trying to go, go somewhere. We wouldn't see anybody. Incognito. Yeah, yes, exactly. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but but here I'm announcing it on the radio. Right. Yeah. But um, well, we were up there and it was funny because I actually saw somebody from San Diego. So but uh, pretty funny. But we had such a great time. And this is actually our was our second weekend to remember. And the impact, uh, the last one we went to was maybe 10, 10, 11 years ago. But uh, the impact is just so great on us, just refreshing, uh, kind of reminding us, you know, uh, what our goals are and where we're supposed to go. And we have three kids now. Back right. then we went, we had no kids. Now we have three kids. A lot has changed in our lives. You viewed so. it with a different set of lenses on. Absolutely. Much different than the first time when you had no children around. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because children just, uh, you know, bring in. Whole, a lot of whole new set of yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of yes. joy, but a lot yes. of things to adjust to. Right. Yes. Well, my guest tonight is Hobby Howard and uh, he's with Family Life. I'm going to be reading some articles from their website, familylife.com. I cannot encourage you enough to visit their site. And if you get a chance, wherever you're at, to go to a conference, a weekend to remember conference, it will really bless you. Even if you're on, you're thinking our marriage isn't going to make it. Um, you should hear the testimonies of, of the people that, that go to the conference and go, Hey, this was our last ditch effort and it turned our lives around. And, um, it's just absolutely fantastic. Stay with us again. My guest is hobby Howard, familylife.com. We'll be right back. 
What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family owned. Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. We'll cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. I will cast my Not too long ago, I read a story about an elderly couple. Their family was throwing them an anniversary party, and the husband, he was really deeply touched by the kindness, uh, and he stood up to thank everybody. Then he looked at his wife of 50 years, and he tried to put into words just how he felt about her. Lifting his glass, he said, My dear wife, after 50 years, I found you tried and true. Everyone smiled, right? They're like, oh, that was great. How how touching. But the woman, she had a hearing trouble. And so she cupped one hand behind an ear and she said, what? What did you say? The husband repeated himself very loudly. After 50 years, I found you tried and true. And his wife shot back. Well, let me tell you something. After 50 years, I'm tired of you, too. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, you know, my parents, my own parents have been married now over 60 years. My guest today is Hobby Howard with Family Life. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host on Educate for Life. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. My website's educateforlife.org. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, that's a funny joke there and, and everything. But, you know, marriage is very serious at the same time. The reality is, is that a lot of people don't make it to 50 years. They don't make it to 60 years. And the question is, how do... You do that. And uh, Hobby, um, you've been with Family Life for 20 years now. You know, um, some people, like you're saying, some people might think to themselves, I don't need to go to a weekend to remember. My marriage is pretty good where it's at. Um, I'm in here, you know, five, six, seven, 10 years, 15 years. Why do I need to go go to a marriage conference? What would you uh, what would you say to them regarding that? You know, so many people uh, invest in so many different things. Uh, I mean, obviously money's one thing, uh, you know, most of us try to keep our vehicles running. We do tune ups and we, you know, the oil change and all that kind of thing. Hey, we want to make sure that, that that's happening. So that thing doesn't break down. And yet so many people don't invest in probably the most important thing there is under God. And that's our marriage. And it amazes me how little is put into that. In fact, it's not really talked about a whole lot. I know in terms of, of folks that have attended the weekend to remember in the past, you brought it up earlier. You know, you're in a different, much different place when you uh, are newly married, when you have little kids, when you have teenagers, and all, and, and on, all the way down to um, being an empty nester. And as a result of that, you know, each time you go, you're in a much different place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely true. You know, one of the articles on your website um, really caught my eye, and um, it said, "Would they throw away 22 years?" of marriage. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, um, how people can live for so long being married. And then because they haven't taken the time to invest in their marriage, to pour into their marriage, there's this slow kind of erosion that takes place and it's almost imperceptible. You almost don't notice it. And, uh, I wanted to to read a little bit of this article. This is from familylife.com. It says, when Gary stopped telling Tracy, I love you, she sensed that something must be wrong. That's when she started thinking about how much time Gary had been spending on the computer, how he always seemed to have his cell phone, even when he went to bed. One night after Gary fell asleep, 
Tracy slipped his cell phone off the nightstand. And then she saw the text messages from Gary's ex-wife. Tracy was livid. Her husband was having an affair. How could Gary do this to her? After more than two decades of marriage, how could they have drifted so far? Yet deep within her heart, Tracy knew that she was part of the problem. By nature, Gary was affectionate, but Tracy didn't show her emotions. She rarely was the first to tell her spouse, I love you. People would say I was lucky to have a husband as sweet and as romantic as Gary, she says, but we were not together very often. Ever so slowly, isolation had crept into the Penrods marriage. Yeah. Is that is that a story that you hear often? Uh, I, I think as couples, people are prone to, to drift into isolation. Um, I think unless you have uh, a strong foundation, a strong, strong walk in the Lord, something that's the, more, the vertical, you know, then the horizontal comes together. Yeah, and that's what the, that's what the issue is because I think I think so many of us uh, we struggle with that, and it's a great reminder. God set up a plan that says you were not made to be alone. You were not made to do this by yourself. Yeah, I've always found it so interesting how in the Garden of Eden, the, he says everything is good. Yeah. But even before there's even sin in the world, right. he says it's not good that man is alone. That's just stunning to me that he makes this whole creation. They haven't even sinned yet. And, and there's a, that one thing. So that's a powerful oh, statement. And think about it. You know, when, you, when we're talking about the Bible, we're, it, starts with the, it starts off with a marriage, and it ends in a marriage. Marriage is everything to God. Wow. So. Yeah, relationship is everything to God. Right. He is relational. The Trinity is relational. You know, you have, uh, you have these ideas of uh, God where, where he's by himself, right? Um, but God is relational. He, he's the Trinity. Yep. And so everything that the Bible says God is love. So he wants to commune with us. Uh, and... I think one of the greatest pains in anybody's life is to be lonely, right? Is to not mm-hmm. have somebody to connect with. Right. And yet we can have, be married for many years and end up in a place where we feel very alone. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, I, I would, I would define that as emotional divorce. You could be married and yet be within the marriage itself, not be divorced from each other in terms of emotion. Yeah. You know, it's so important. You've got to have this, him as the center of your marriage. It's where it starts. Yeah, the the verse uh, Psalm one twenty seven one says, "Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain." That's right. And so, how, what and when you when somebody goes to a weekend to remember conference, what is the role that God plays in that relationship that you, you you're emphasizing so much is so important? How is God in a relationship different from God not in a relationship? How does that change the dynamics? Well, first and foremost. Each, each person, in order, in order to talk more about that, each person has to have a relationship with the Lord. There's no question about that. If you've not had a relationship with Jesus Christ and not made that decision, uh, you're not going to be able to have him as the center of your marriage. It's got to start there. Yeah. What we try to provide for them is that he's the reason. In fact, there's no biblical blueprint unless you have Christ as the center of your marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's all talk. Yeah. So to be able to walk, walk through that and be able to, have, to give people some practical ways to deal with communication and, and, and dealing with, with the, the, the things, especially on Friday night. And I know that you attended on in Monterey. You remember that on Friday night, they talk about all the things that, that drive you away from each other. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, you know, uh, the affair of, of work or all these addictions and, every, and pornography you just mentioned in the article. And, Absolutely. And so, well, that, that was, I'm sorry, that wasn't pornography. That was about an affair, but there's so many different kinds of affairs and pornography is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, we have to have Christ as the center of our marriage. And so it starts off with a personal relationship mm. and then it's making him the center of it. Yeah. Uh, another verse, uh, Colossians three twelve through 14, uh, it says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Yeah. And I think that the powerful thing there for me is, that if I call myself a Christian, if I call myself a follower of Christ, and yet I'm not doing these things for my wife, I'm not uh, putting her first, esteeming her higher than myself. If I'm not doing these things, then, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of conviction that comes on right. me. The right. The Holy Spirit is my coach. And he, he says, Kevin, you're not treating her the way that I treated you, right. you know. <laughs> right. Well, I think you're hitting it there, too, in that I'm not sure any of us can do that. We can't do that unless Christ is doing it through us. because. Mm-hmm. What that in the world says, you know, if that's if you're not doing this stuff, then get out of it. Yeah, get get completely out of the marriage. Yeah, yeah if it's not working for you, yeah, leave. just leave. Yeah. So, 
it is commitment, but in order to, to do the things that you just read in Colossians, you need to have the Lord as a center. You need the Holy Spirit to say, direct me, guide me, teach me how to do these things. Yeah. Not to mention that nudge when you're not doing it right, like you just talked about. Yeah. I had this uh, funny experience early in my marriage where I remember I was frustrated with my wife. And this sounds so cliche, right? She was leaving the tube off the, the top off the toothpaste tube. And I, I was frustrated and and I was so mad and, and everything. But I remember uh, this little voice in my head saying, Kevin, if, if a toothpaste tube stops you from loving your wife, how do you expect to be able to love people for me? How do you, if that's all it takes for you to stop, you know, being kind and loving, you need to overlook that. Right. And boy, that just struck me like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, um, so I, I appreciate what you're saying that that is the center of what you guys are doing at yeah, weekend to remember it's majoring in the minors. And I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's, I'm just glad my wife's not sitting here because there's a number of things yeah. that she would be happy with. There's little things that I don't do as well. Yeah. Uh, and that she forgives me for. But you're right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. We've got to get over those things. My guest tonight is Hobby Howard. He's with Family Life and he directs the weekend to remember here in San Diego. And I really regret to inform you that it is sold out and you will not be able to attend this one. But they do it all over the country in cities all over the country. Just go to their website. You can check it out and they'll be back in San Diego next year, too. Just make sure you you uh, get wind of it uh, before everybody uh, else does. Yeah, we also have some go a little go a little further north. We've got a, we've got three events coming up in the, the Southern California area. Okay, fantastic. Okay, we'll be right back. Hobby Howard. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. Just recently, the Washington Post came out with an article. The title of the article is Millennials Showing Less Interest in Marriage, Study Says. I'll just read a little excerpt here from the um, article. It says, Millennials are posed to become the nation's nation's largest living generation this year. This is uh, May 24th, 2015. This came out as they grow as a percentage of the population. More of them will reach the age at which Americans historically have gotten married. But according to new research, millennials are not showing many sides of interest in getting married as they get older. And as a result, the marriage rate is expected to fall by next year to its lowest level to date. That is a finding by demographic intelligence, a forecasting firm. Millennials are such a big generation. We're going to have more people of prime marriage age in the next five years than we've had at any time in U.S. history. For that alone, we'd expect an uptick in marriage rates, said Sam Sturgeon, president of demographic intelligence. That's not happening. In the firm's new U.S. wedding forecast compiled from demographic Uh, demographic data, Google searches, and a host of other variables. Sturgeon projects that by 2016, the marriage rate will fall to 6.7 per 1,000 people, which is a historic low. And that includes people getting married for the second or third time. In 1867, which is the first year in which national marriage statistics were recorded, the marriage rate was 9.6 per 1,000. It peaked in 1946 at 16.4 per 1,000. As men were returning from World War II, and it bounced around from eight and a half in 1960 to a high of 10.8 in the mid 1980s. Starting in the 1990s, it began to drop. In fact, in 1984, when baby boomers were at prime marrying age, a total of 2.48 million marriages were recorded, the highest number the country had seen. In 2013, the most recent year for which there is data, the number of marriages had dropped to 2.13 million. 
demographers cite several reasons for the massive generational shift in marriage trends. And they say that millennials are delaying marriage because of economics, education, and preference. In 1960, fewer than 8% of women and 13% of men married for the first time at age 30 or older. University of Maryland sociologist Philip Cohen uh, calculated, now nearly one-third of women and more than 40% of men who marry for the first time are 30 or older. The United States continues to become more secular and less religious. The Pew Research Center reported recently that the share of Americans who describe themselves as Christians dropped from 78% to 71% between 2007 and 2014, while the number of atheists, agnostics, or those of no faith grew from 16% to 23%. Bear with me just a little bit more from this article. Millennials have alternatives. In the past, living together or having children out of wedlock was met with severe social stigma, but no longer. Cohabitation rates are on the rise. 48% of women interviewed between 2006 and 2010 for the National Survey of Family Growth cohabitated with a partner as a first union compared with 34% in 1995. So we've got this rise from 1995 to 2006, 34% to 48%. So that's a huge increase in uh, cohabitation rates. Births to unmarried women are also on the rise. 41% of all births are now to unmarried women which is two and a half times as high as was reported in 1980 and 19 times as high as in 1940. Marriage is in some ways in the worst place it's ever been, said Bradford Wilcox, a sociologist at the University of Virginia, director of the National Marriage Project and founder of Demographic Intelligence. I don't think we're ever going to see a major upswing, but we may have reached a a plateau. The numbers suggest we may be touching bottom. But despite those facts... Monitoring the Future, an ongoing survey of use, reports that 80% of female high school seniors and 72% of males in 2006 and 2010 said marriage and family are extremely important to them. Numbers that have remained consistent since the, the mid-1970s. Now, this is really interesting. My guest is Hobby Howard. We're on AM 1170, The Answer. My name is Kevin Connor. I'm your host for Educate for Life Radio. Hobby Howard is with Family Life. Hobby, based on that, what, you're, what, what that's saying there, if that's true... And you see a decrease in the amount of people getting married, and yet there's still this desire to have marriages. Um, what do you think needs to happen in our culture and in the peop- in people's lives in order for them to be able to enjoy these marriages more and more? What what uh, again back to what we can remember as teaching and so forth, and uh, where do we need to go as a country from here? What do we need to emphasize? Boy, that's that's a big one. That's a big question. I, here's what I would say. I would say ultimately it starts at, at what's, what's there, what kids are already seeing uh, or not seeing, uh, the lack of, of, of a model, the lack of, of commitment in a marriage, the lack of what they see from mom and dad. Uh, I think it starts there. Yeah. If marriage is going to take a swing backwards, back upwards, I should say, we, we need to make sure that, that we provide the model. And there's only one true model. We've talked about it earlier, yeah. with, which is the biblical model. But so many, so many kids will tell you that, why would I even want to do this? Mm-hmm. Now, they may be saying that as a 17 or 18, and perhaps during that time, their mom and dad were together, but then they get divorced, split a little bit later. Yeah. I'm not sure when the cutoff is on some of those stats, but I can tell you that what they see doesn't give them the picture of what a marriage is supposed to be yeah. across the board. You know, um, it's interesting because it seems like there's, like we were talking about earlier, there's a shift away from commitment as far as... Uh, this idea that if I've fallen, if I fell in love, I can fall out of love and we just don't have these feelings for each other anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, and that seems to be a popular thing in our culture. Right. How would you respond to somebody who, uh, who talks about that? Well, it's, it's, it's so much more than that. I, I can, I can tell you right now, there are times that, that um, maybe my wife and I don't feel the kind of love that we had when we first got married or yeah. where we've, we've struggled, but but we're committed and it starts there. It's, it's that commitment to know that, that God's going to do something with us. Yeah. I mean, we want to have a marriage. We have five children uh, and we want to have a marriage that is an example to those kids. We've got two that are married now and our prayer is that they've seen that in yeah. no matter what they, they may know that mom and dad, I mean, it's not that our fights were ever out in front of them or anything like that, but they know that we're committed. Yeah. So it's got to start there. Hobby, what about um, somebody in a severe circumstance? What would you say to somebody? I actually know somebody personally right now who is on the brink of divorce, mm-hmm. and 
the reason they're on the brink of a divorce is uh, somebody had an affair. Uh, the, 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 the wife and the relationship had an affair and she blames the husband for neglecting their marriage and says, I never wanted it, this to happen, but it happened. And he says, uh, it's her fault. If, if, and she says she's fallen out of love with him. And he says, this is all her fault. She, she uh, caused this to happen. Uh, she's the one that had the affair, not me. And he says, I'm not interested in, in taking any responsibility for this. This is not my fault. And, uh, he basically said, if she doesn't just basically do everything I say at this point, if she doesn't, uh, and these are a couple that considers themselves Christians. And if if they if she does not do everything I say at this point, um, I am not interested in bringing the relationship back together. It's going to be her coming to me, not me going to her. Well, we we unfortunately we hear that quite a bit. I yeah. I can tell you this: there may be biblical grounds yeah. for divorce. Yeah, but God makes it abundantly clear that He hates divorce. Mm. And, and I just want to be, that's in Malachi. And it's yeah. not that God hates people who are divorced. It's that God hates divorce. What, what, it's, it's the, it's what divorce does. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I it, not just economically and, but the legacy and what it does for future generations and, or la, their lack of legacy at that point. But, yeah. but getting back to that, I mean, it, it's going to take reconciliation. I mean, we have people who will I, just give you, let me give you an example. There's a couple that, that I can think of right now that has come mm-hmm. um, to our event, well, a couple of years ago now. And this particular couple, the Jennings, they're, a, they're, they're, they're just a poster child of reconciliation. They were both, they, they, they had gotten divorced. Yeah. They came to the event with the idea that let's just see what God might do. Hobby, I'm going to cut you off right there. This so, is a great teaser for our audience to hear this story pick up. And uh, we're going to pick up with this uh, story, uh, a story of hope. Uh, from Hobby Howard with Family Life. And uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Cause we were taught that's who we are. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Thanks for tuning in. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. You can also stream the show at am1170theanswer.com. And my website is educateforlife.org. You can get recordings of this uh, message. You can look it up on the YouTube channel. You can check it out on the podcast. My guest tonight is Hobby Howard with Family Life. And uh, I, I don't want to leave our guests waiting any longer. So, Hobby, I'll let you pick back up with that story. A, sure. a couple that was on the brink of, uh, or had already uh, been they, divorced. They were divorced. Yeah. They came to the weekend to remember. And they heard how God can put their marriage back together. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that some people bring a lot of stuff into it. And there could be a lot of years of, of, of things that they need to deal with. Yeah. Um, but these, this couple came and decided after the, the event was over with that they need to rethink this marriage thing. And they eventually got remarried. In fact, not, not too soon after it, from what I understand. I don't know the exact time frame on that, but they got remarried. But here's the, here's the incredible thing. They were so moved by what took place at the event and what it did for their remarriage back to each other again. Yeah. That they took a resource called the Art of Marriage, which is a a resource where, where people could do it in their church, uh, with their community, with their family, with their friends. And they've done it in military bases. They've done it over 19 times that I've heard heard of all over the, the various parts of the U.S. 
wanting to to give people a chance to to hear more about what this this godly marriage thing can be. And so it's been per- pretty powerful to hear them. Oh talk yeah, about what, the a, what an incredible testimony yeah. of of uh, redemption there. Of right. uh, you can go going from you know the worst possible place, and then ultimately, obviously, they are very passionate about it. Right, and they are, and they're, they're all over the U.S. doing this. But the, the the amazing thing it started with the fact that they came back and they reconciled. Now. You know, there's, and and that's where, that's what it comes down to for these couples. They have to make a decision. Um, This divorce thing there in many ways is a very selfish act because there's so many people that are, that are going to be in the wake. They're going to get hurt. And obviously the ones that we know about are the kids, the children, that type of thing. But by them getting back together, I can only imagine what that's done for their children. Absolutely. And you know, that, that brings up a really important point because um, I want to encourage our listeners, if, if you're out there and this is you and you're in that kind of position or you know somebody's in a position where they're considering divorce and they're thinking this is the best alternative, this is the way to go, this is where my life is going to get better from here on out, I want to encourage you that the evidence actually shows to the contrary, that if you work through that the, the difficulties, even things as bad as an affair, um, that if you work through them, um, you can come out on the other side stronger and more together and more in love as impossible as that seems. Yeah. Um, but God is in the business of doing the impossible. Yeah. And here's the thing. I can't, I can't speak for as an example to that, but I can tell you that I've seen it in the lives of couples and it just, it is amazing. They're strong. Um, and they've become great teachers to help people, uh, walk through marriage, the, the, the pain of marriage for some couples, because they've been there. Yeah. They can help and encourage and so there's, yeah, their story helps somebody else see that exactly. hey, there is a exactly. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I wanted to um, read this. This is from Maggie Gallagher. She's an expert on marriage. She's actually testified before co- Congress. She, she wrote a book. Uh, this is from a, a book called The Stakes, Why We Need Marriage. It says, she says, there is scarcely a dollar that state and federal government spends on social programs that is not driven in large part by family fragmentation, crime, Poverty, drug abuse, teen pregnancy, school failure, mental health, physical health problems um, can all be tied back to the breakdown of of the marriage. And so I I just think um, it's not a decision we want to enter into lightly. I think one of the worst decisions that ever made that was ever made was the idea of no fault divorce where you could divorce a person for any reason, you know, their breath smells in the morning and, <laughs> and you decide, Hey, I want yeah. out. Um, listen to some of this other evidence. This is Maggie Gallagher's, uh, research that was done. They found that children raised by their married mother and father experienced lower rates of many social problems, including teen pregnancy, illicit drug use, arrest, health, emotional or behavioral problems, poverty, school failure, and expulsion. But not only that, these benefits are then passed on to future generations because children raised by married parents are themselves less likely to cohabit or to divorce as adults. Families headed by married couples also have much higher incomes and greater financial assets. Uh, In addition, husbands and wives who are sexually faithful even experience more physical pleasure and emotional satisfaction in their sexual relations than do any other sexually active people. That that fact right there, um, if you think about it, it makes a ton of sense. But the movies, typically, that's not what is portrayed in the movies. No. Yeah. No. Uh, and and at Weekend to Remember, um, it's really great because they do a whole series on sex and everything. You know, and everybody thinks, oh, whoa, wait, what are we talking about here? We were talking <laughs> about God and sex and the Bible. Yeah. And uh, hey, God designed it. Yeah, he made exactly. It. That's right. Yeah. It's just, I mean, he, he wants people. I I. I'm a teacher at a high school. I teach 11th grade students and I do a unit on relationships. I do a this section on relationships. I always, t- I always tell them, you know, uh, God made fire and fire in a fireplace is wonderful, right? You, you can uh, keep warm and you can roast marshmallows and all this stuff. But fire uh, on your living room floor, not so much, not so great. <laughs> and uh, I think we really have to get back to being able to talk openly and get an accurate and biblical understanding of the sexual relationship too, because there's a, a lot of conflict that arises uh, in that area of relationships as well. And again, uh, Hobby Howard with family life, he's here to help run the uh, weekend to remember, and they do a whole, uh, you know, part on this. So, and you don't have to feel that that's left out or they're not going to cover the areas that you need help with because they do cover everything. Wouldn't you say hobby? 
Yeah, I would say overall, you're going to get, when you come to the weekend to remember, you're going to get, uh, it's, some people say it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Yeah. Because you get so <laughs> much information. But I know. I was a little overwhelmed myself. Yeah, like, and, and, but you will see it, and you, you will, it will hit you right where you're perhaps struggling or an yeah. area that you need to improve on, whether yeah. it's you know, just st- communication or how to, how to fight. Yeah, you know, how, exactly. how, to, how, to, how to share. And, and you know, we, we try to cover it all. But at the same time, we know that's why people come back the weekend. Remember, because they want to come back and they said, you know what? I didn't get it all the first time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and part of that is is as well is that when you come back, you're in a different place in your life. Um, you know, when you get we've talked about this earlier with yeah. kids and that type of thing. So, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I really like how they emphasize, look, it don't feel overwhelmed. This is baby steps. Your marriage is not all of a sudden going to be perfect right. after this uh, right. weekend. Um, but it is going to give you the tools to know where to step next, you yes. know, where to put your foot next so that uh, you can begin moving in the right direction. But it's like anything. If you don't apply what you learn, it's just going to it's just going to be knowledge. And you people have got to step out there, be courageous in their marriage, say, I want to make a difference. I want to do something to make my marriage better. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, again, it's not just you that's being affected or even just your spouse. It's your kids that are being affected. That's right. Um, this, that's right. It's going to affect them forever because it's going to affect their marriage in the future, too. One of the things that, that we try to do at, 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 uh, at Family Life, not just at the Weekend Tremor, but in general, is we want, it's not that we want to not just want to minister to couples because we do. We do yeah. want to do that. But we also want to give away ministry where people can take it back and work with, with other folks, their neighbors, their friends, at their churches, wherever. And that's the art of marriage that you were well, talking about. That's one of them, the art of marriage. Uh, there's the Art of Marriage Connect series, which is a small group format where people can get together. And, and you know, you're talking about a lot of stuff that you receive during that weekend, but people can take and break it apart just on communication. You know, yeah. that we have a whole series set up. So there are opportunities to do that. But the reason why I say that is that those types of things, as you develop that, you you are going to impact your children. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know the impact that you're making yeah. in generations to come. I can already see it in my own kids. I have eight, five, and three. And already, you know, the the way my wife and I are uh, implementing some of the things into exactly. our relationship is already having an impact on our kids. Exactly. exactly. And People say, I, I say, teach me how to be a better parent. And my response to that is, well, let's start off with the marriage. Because yeah. if you really want to be a, a good parent, and, and granted, some of us don't have the right models for being a good parent. I get that. But I would say definitely what you got to do is get your marriage intact. Absolutely. We'll be right back. My guest is Hobby Howard with Family Life. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will catch Five communication tools that saved my marriage. This is an article off Family Life. And uh, listen to this article. It's a great article. They've got tons of stuff on their website, resources, all kinds of stuff. Everything you can imagine to help you uh, with your family, with parenting, uh, everything. It says here, we were blissfully in love and thrilled to be on our honeymoon. Then came day five. We had our first argument. That put us on a slippery slope, moving swiftly toward desperation. Within the first nine months of our marriage, Gina and I were both convinced that we not only married the wrong person, but also were condemned to a loveless marriage. One very tangible side effect of our difficulties was, was poor communication. I would ask, what's for dinner? She would hear, I can't believe you haven't prepared dinner again tonight. 
<laughs> she would say, what time are you coming home? I would hear, you better get here and help me because you're never here. We could not express anything we wanted to. We resorted to hurting each other with our demands, with our words. We did not build each other up. We tore each other down and caused deep emotional pain. Quite honestly, we had endured so much hurt that we could not see any hope for ever communicating well. Our despair was overwhelming. In counseling, we began learning about intentional communication. I remember thinking, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This stuff is so simple, I can't believe I'm paying this guy for this. <laughs> anyway, the article goes on, and uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic article talking about just minor changes in the way you talk to your spouse that make a gigantic difference. And this is a big one uh, for me that, uh, that comes kind of close to home because my wife and I, we've implemented a lot of just minor changes in the way we talk to each other yeah. and it's made a gigantic difference. This is Kevin Conover. We're on edu educate for life. AM 1170, the com. My guest is hobby Howard with family life. And he's here this weekend. Uh, hobby, hobby, where'd you fly in from? Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, where we're headquartered uh, Family Life. Okay, so. and and so you flew all the way out here to Southern California mm -hmm. to put on this uh, weekend to remember here in La Jolla. Well, just know that there's a team that puts it on. Uh, it's I, not I, you all by yourself. No, no. <laughs> I, I've got a, a gentleman that'll be a planner for the weekend. My my whole role has been to work with the volunteers and, and get people there. And uh, God has used my volunteers mightily. And we have a ton of people. We're sold out. Yeah. So, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're doing an amazing thing. You've been doing this for 20 years the amount of people whose lives have been radically changed because of this is just unbelievable. But um, you've, you were telling me that a family life has actually expanded and uh, is kind of making a focus on some different families. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, you know, you in San Diego know that you have a tremendous military population out here. It's oh, yeah. amazing. Everything, uh, whether it's, yeah, you name it, it's all over the, yeah. I mean, just military. You probably don't, you probably don't have a church out there that doesn't have some military connection there someplace. It's true. Yeah. The things that the military deal with, and I, by the way, I, I'm not ex-military, so I can't speak to those issues. I yeah. know what they are. Yeah. I've heard of them, Yeah, but I can tell you this, they're, they're incredible. And there's a painful and the divorce rate, not to mention the suicide rate and everything else that, that occurs regarding the military. What we've wanted to do at family life is, is be an encouragement to them. Yeah. And so by doing that, more than encouragement, we want to give them those tools that they need yeah. is that we want all military to come free to wow. our event. Absolutely free. Yep. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so all they have to do is just go to the Family Life website and uh, just look up. A, when they uh, get, yeah, when they get ready to register for the event there, uh, there's a place that right there to let the, to, to find out about the military aspect as well. That, I mean, because and, and just a little. little you could, in San Diego, you could have a whole conference just with oh, military. Without question. Yeah. Without question. In fact, yeah. we've got over 100 folks coming just this weekend alone. And we oh, in the in the past, we've had more than that. We've had two weekends. So, yeah, it's. There's a lot of need there. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's great. And then um, you were also talking about a focus on blended families because we're seeing that more and more in our culture. Yes. In fact, we just had a Family Life uh, Summit here, a blended summit event where we had leaders from all over the nation. In fact, it was held in Southern California mm -hmm. uh, this past weekend. And what we did, we were, they were given tools to go back to their churches and how to how to deal with those issues with those couples in those in the particular places where they worship. Um, so is it is it. Uh, is there a lot of uh, different things that they need to uh, deal with or grip or oh, come to grips with? It's, it, it, I'm not sure if it's because it's the um, what's what's the word I'm looking for. You know, we we, we shouldn't talk about this. You know, it's the um, uh, there's. <laughs> Yeah, there's certain words that are kind of prohibited or, or just... Yeah, uh, I mean, we, I mean you know, are we, are we going to go ahead and minister? Well, there needs to be some dedicated ministry to folks because that are blended, that are yeah. remarrieds. Because what's happened is there's issues there that they're dealing with that are that are multiplied. By what so, we, that, so the difficulties become even greater than just oh, a first-time marriage. With, without, without question. In fact, the divorce rate is even much higher for second-time marriage, second marriages and third-time marriages because... Yeah. Of all the issues they're going to deal with. Okay. So, yeah. so now is this at the weekend to remember that there's a, no, no, I, they can go to familylife.com uh, forward slash blended. Okay. Um, and, and get all the material that they, there's a lot of resources, a lot of material, a lot of books that are out there. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a track separate, but we do have for churches that are available out there. If they, they're interested in a blended uh, event as well. Ron, Ron deal is the expert in that area, but I can tell you that it's such a need. I mean, the people walked out of the, at the summit, we're going, but we need this at our place. How do we deal? How do we work with couples that are dealing with these kinds of issues? That's, that's fantastic. And, um, 
so my guest again is Hobby Howard, uh, familylife.com. And anything else that people should know about the weekend to remember as far as um, what they can expect or where they can get help or specialties? Uh, I think we even talked about pastors face particular oh. uh, issues that others don't face. What kind of issues do pastors face that the average marriage doesn't face? Well, I'm afraid to say that a lot of pastors are leaving the pulpit just because they, they cannot get what they need as a couple. In fact, most it, it's, it's, it's sad to see that a lot of marriages are struggling because they're, they're not giving the effort to, to their. So the pastor is overwhelmed by doing ministry. Exactly. And he can't pour into his. Exactly. You hear the term uh, PKs, pastors, kids. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, I, I got to be careful because I realize that this is not true about all pastors, sure. but we have a lot of wives, pastors, wives who are the ones who call in and say, hey, I'd like to get us signed up for this event. Yeah. Because they know the need is there. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. So let me just let me just uh, say something about that. Much like the military, we have the exact same thing available for pastors. Pastors can go free to our event. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So we want to take care of the pastors for sure. That's great. What a fantastic ministry. Well, I figured I'd um, wrap up the the evening with a story. This is again off the family life website. It's a pretty amazing story. And uh, it says here after 72 years, they died holding hands. Uh, once in a while you come across a story on the web that you've just got to pass on. And here it says on the morning of May 26, 1939, Norma graduated from her high school in Iowa. That night she was married to Gordon Yeager. And for the next 72 years, they were hardly apart. They just loved being together. Says their son, Dennis. Their daughter, Donna, agrees. They always did everything together. She says they weren't apart. They just weren't. According to Dennis, the party didn't start until he showed up. He was the outgoing one, and she supported him by being the giver. She supported dad in everything, and he would have been lost without her. Gordon, 94, and Norma, 90, became concerned about what would happen when one of them died. He said, I have to stick around. I can't go until she does because I have to stay here for her. And she would say the same thing, Dennis says. Earlier in the month, they were in a car accident in their hometown of State Center, Iowa, and were sent to the hospital with multiple injuries. When they were separated, each asked about the other. Then they were moved into a room together where they lay in side-by-side beds, holding hands. Gordon, age 94, died in the middle of the afternoon. Everyone in the room was amazed at what happened next. Even though he had stopped breathing, his monitor still showed a heartbeat. Finally, they realized it was Norma's heartbeat passing through their hands. Norma passed an hour later. Neither one of them would have wanted to be without each other, Donna says. I couldn't figure out how it was going to work. We were very blessed, honestly, that they went this way. And, um, you know, that story is just amazing. But, uh, you know, my prayer for my own marriage is that uh, I can live, you know, to 90 being married for that long. And, Hobby, I know that that's your prayer also. That's right. And, and that's what you're working so hard for. Thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight, Hobby. It was good. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll be praying for family life and for you and for your ministry. Join us next week. We're on AM1170theanswer.com. My website is educateforlife.org. Have a great night. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170. The answer. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? 